You don't even have a counter, do Blog Talk hmm. Radio. How come the counter's not showing up? Where is this? Hang on. I'm what am I doing? Hold on. I lost my place. Because there's a delay on there, and I'm not even paying attention to the video. Where is Oh, now it's going through. Okay, great. I guess I need to roll this. <laughs> and then get it started, and then start yeah, the... There we go. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Yep. Here's Ron. Yeah. There we are. Thank you, people. Thank you, bus people. Last week, I listened to the show uh, that we did last Thursday, and I listened to the opening, and I didn't hear me repeat all about wine. It was either and such great sync that it picked it up, but I didn't hear it at all. I It was just like wow. all I heard was the video uh, saying it. I just thought that was weird. So hmm. That is weird. You should do it. Yeah. I hear you, and um, it's it's maybe like a half a second delay in there because I'm, I'm listening to the live video part, and there's a delay. There's a delay between us and all of our phone calls yeah. that come in. There's like a could be a second or two and and uh, that's why you you'll ask somebody a question and then there's a pause it's like they're right. not reading they're, they're waiting for you to, <laughs> you to ask the, they're, they're like yes. you're talking yeah it's not like a phone call or it's you know it's live live there's a delay and, and i I never and realized that and then I'm, yeah why we so every, step on people so much whenever they're talking and we're right talking. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep it's it's like yeah. They pause, they start talking again, but you're just now hearing the pause. So you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> no, no, pause you go ahead. And there's pausing <laughs> yeah. while we're saying that. And, you know, and yes, so yeah. Yeah, kind of talking again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oh speaking of delays, speaking of delays, on our feed going out, I'm still watching the intro. Oh my um, gosh. Remember I told you the other day? Yeah, it's still playing. I don't let me see if it's if I can undo this. That's where it is. It's still on the intro. Oh my gosh. Uh, ridiculous. <clears throat> what am I on? What am I on? A cell phone link or something? Am I on LTE? What is this? Well, I'll tell you what. Well, while we, and about the only time we can do this is when we're live like this. Otherwise, it's not going <laughs> to. It doesn't make any difference if you try it like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. We won't be able to do it tomorrow, so we have to yeah. have to play with this now. And uh, let's see. Yeah. Well, where is it? I didn't get well, the I still ding. Can't load the... Really? You see. 
Yeah. Usually when when it comes on, I hear a ding, and I didn't get a ding. Uh, oh. well, it says we're on. Um, okay. i got to go to uh, go check Facebook. Uh, Let's see. Quick. Uh, y'all, anybody out there listening, just go about your business right now. We're trying to figure something yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're trying to, yeah. trying to find out stuff here. Because, like I said, the only right, time we can it. really do this is yep. when. Uh, okay, three yeah, it's on. Six minutes ago. Yeah, there it is. It's on. Live, 362. Uh, on air. Six. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on. Uh, I went over to uh, YouTube. Hmm. And. Uh, Oh, a quick uh, shout to Cap. We were talking about him before the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for uh, uh, sharing our post from last week. He uh, he'll come in and uh, share like our show link, and uh, that's uh, we really appreciate that. So thank you very much. Let's give a and shout speaking out to him. of Cap, he mm-hmm. has a new book out. It's not about cigars. It's not about wine, but he has a new book out. And I'm we're thinking about just bringing him on the show so he can promote it for a little bit, tell you a little bit about it and all that and how you can get it not available on Amazon or anything. It's available directly from him. So I think uh, he, he I, does his own, he does his own publishing. So yes, he he's does. A, he's a one stop, uh, you know, does everything, uh, you know, for publishing. So yeah, definitely. I guess that's why it's a uh, Kaplowitz media. So there you go. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. But we're going to yeah, get him on. Uh, well, next week we have a guest. So uh, maybe the week after that we can get him on. And it, it you know, it's yeah. not like it's going to be a full program unless he wants to hang around and talk, but uh, we'll get him on let him tell you about his, his new book and, and what it's about and how you can get yourself a copy of it. So uh, yeah. we'll do that cool. next week. Uh, or week after next. Uh, I'm I'm on YouTube, and okay. there's the speaker. I click on the speaker. I just got the notification. I got the email uh, from YouTube that we are on YouTube, and I see uh, yeah the green light on my end showing we're streaming. So um, on air that Facebook Facebook and uh, oh you know what I haven't gone on. Flightline Radio. Hold on a second. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I. One more play button I haven't played yet. Uh, there we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, Speaking of Flightline Radio. Well, Mike is getting that taken care of. That is I wasn't meaning Flightline Radio. Uh, he is uh, plays music, all sorts of different genres and all sorts of different types of music. He is on twenty four seven. He is live every. Thursday, Thursday. Well, he is live every Thursday on All About Wine, <laughs> but he's also live every Friday on Flightline Radio uh, from 7 to 9. So you just need to go to Flightline, F L I T, Flight Earth. Yeah, yeah. Flightline. You don't try to be cute and say F L I T E. So it's Flight, F L I T E, Flightline, L I N E, Radio. Dot com mm-hmm. and you can hook right on up. You don't have to don't have to become a member. You don't have to put in your email address and password no. and all that no. stuff that you 
end up forgetting yeah. anyway. You can go right on there, and he takes requests. You know, visit him tomorrow night from seven to nine. Hmm. He takes requests. Anything, you know. Right. Try to, some bugs in it, try to find something he can't find, and he'll oh, surprise you. I've he'll had some, I've had I've had some people with um, I, I think I told you about the uh, Japanese ones or the the Asian oh, language ones. Yeah. And I, I had to <laughs> use Google Translate to figure out what they were saying because you got to make sure it's not you know foul yeah. and uh, or or anti U.S. or something. I don't know what they do, but uh, <laughs> every single one of them that were coming, I was like, where are you people getting these? Are these like video game songs? And you're just like, uh, oh, maybe he can play this, you know? And what's funny, what's funny is when, when I'm in chat and they're telling me these requests, this is on another station, by the way, and they would say, oh, you're the best. Oh, you're playing it. Oh, I'm going to listen to you from now on. They never come back. And it's like, come <laughs> I mean, it, it got to the point they were asking me for my Venmo. They were going to send me ten, fifteen dollars. I was like, oh, you know, no, I'm not going to give you that. No. I don't know who you are. No. And, uh, and they say, oh, you're the best. Uh, you know, we're going to listen to you every because I was on Saturday mornings. I'm going to listen to you every. Uh, that was the last time I ever heard from them. And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> God. So, uh, I don't buy it. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. All right. Yeah, it is. So yeah. if you, it, well, was, you know, if yeah. you're in another language or something, then Mike yeah. might have a little problem finding it. But you know, anything well, that you have, I found that, all the Japanese. I found all the Japanese ones. I just, I just had to make sure I could play it. But uh, I, I found <laughs> a whole some interesting tunes out there. Wow. And, uh, you know, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. Don't understand it. But, yeah, I played it. All, uh, all around the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, interesting tunes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but you know, um, try to try to find you know some old uh, some yeah. old. He he's got himself a tremendous library that he can pull from. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Any any requests, then get over him. And we'll he's live again, seven to nine Friday evenings. Any other time, you're not going to get him. But seven to nine Friday evenings, yeah. he's right there and ready to take your request. Yeah, thank you. We'll try that. And See that we is. also you. repeat, too, if you happen to be a budding DJ or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, any any along that genre, mm-hmm. then he, get in touch with him because he'll be happy yeah. to talk with you and see about uh, giving you a slot on his flight Absolutely. line radio. Yeah. Lots are open. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. Sir. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, all about wine is part of Flightline Radio. We're we're on that continuously, and you're part of this, so it's only natural that we all share. And so there. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. We're we're set. So. All right. Uh, well, this is all about wine. <laughs> this is all about wine, yeah, and a little bit about Flightline Radio. Let me get yeah. out. Of, I'm on YouTube here. Let me get out. Okay. Okay. Let's see what we can talk about. Now. I've got different things, interesting stuff going on in the world of alcohol and wine and in weather and all sorts of different things I've, I've found that I want to share with you. I saw a TED Talk. Uh, oh, it was from a couple of weeks ago. I, I subscribed to TED Talk, and 
a lot of them I listen to, a lot of them I don't, a lot of them I find interesting, a lot of them I don't find interesting. It's just, you know, whatever mood I'm in, I think, at times. But this TED Talk was about insects and how they pee. Yeah, you heard me right, pee. And the insect that he highlighted, the insect that he talked about the most, was the glassy wing sharpshooter. And I thought, wow, of all those. And he told how it it feeds on the xylem of plants and it goes in and it's very low nutrition. He said it's like a human living off of lemonade. And they have to drink it continuously because there's no nutrition. And that would mean that they would have to pee continuously because there's, you know, putting all that fluid in you. And that's the way glass wing sharpshooters are. And he showed how they pee, but what it, I thought it was interesting because what they do is they form a little uh, ball of pee at, at, on their back, and then there's this little spring thing that hits it away. And it's continuously doing that because it's got so much fluid that it just runs through its body, and that's the only way it can get enough nutrition to survive, but when it does eat the plants and infects it with Pierce disease, and he never mentioned that, which I was a little disappointed in that point of it, but he did show it eating a plant, and the plant that he showed it eating was a grapevine, which I'm happy about that, but but the way they, the glasswing sharpshooter peas is they just, they form this little bubble of of pee on, on their abdomen and then a little spring knocks it away and it can get quite intense um, they showed a video of people running through a bunch of trees with this coming down like it was raining I mean it was unbelievable how much well all the bugs in the trees and all that so uh, I got you know one of the fascinating things about that was the the fact that you know showing insects and he found it interesting that it was the glassy wing sharpshooter and how they did it. Although there is a thing called sharpshooter rain, and I think I'm going to mention that in fast. Where when they do pee, it contains acid. And they'll eat away car paint. They'll eat away furniture, patio furniture, all sorts of stuff. So not a good thing. But that's how they do it. They just shoot it off their body. Okay, enough of that. March wine holidays. There's a couple of them. We've got March the 3rd, which is tomorrow, National Mold Wine Day. March 13th is International Riesling Day. And I think that's it for March. There's... Not a whole lot of March in there. Uh, I think also... Okay, here it is. All, thir- all 52 wine holidays and wine days in 2023. All right, we've missed that. So March has two. That's it. We've got Mold Wine Day tomorrow and Reasoning Day the 13th. And January only has one. That's January the 10th. And July has one. Everybody else has more than one. Uh, No, thank you. Um, 
Okay, so there you go. Tomorrow, National Mold Wine Day. And then the 13th coming up, 10 days later, Riesling Day. And there's your, <coughs> excuse me, there's your, There's your holidays for March. Okay. University of Minnesota has released newest cold-hardy grape. It is... Uh, well, let me see what the name of it is. I lost the name of it here. Uh, Clarion. Clarion. Clarion will be released as an open variety and interested commercial growers and backyard grape growers should contact one of the following nurseries licensed to obtain and sell the plant. There's Winter Haven Vineyard and Nursery in Janeville, Minnesota, Double A Vineyards in Fredonia, New York, and the last Northeastern Vine Supply Incorporated West Paulette, Vermont. Uh, the um, University of Michigan, um, University of Minnesota, has been growing the Clarion grape vines under the research uh, of the name MN1220 for more than 20 years to test the cold hardiness, disease resistant, other attributes for commercial and backyard cultivation, and they are releasing it. And it says it's marginally hardy in Minnesota, Zone 4, but it tests well in Iowa and Wisconsin, which is Zone 5. So, a new grape. You may be seeing that. And it's got a good name, Clarion. So you very possibly may be seeing that as a varietal grape sometime in the future. They said it's uh, high yield, high quality a dry white wine with fruity attributes of citrus pear, melon, apricot, and uh, chamomile. So there you go. It's similar to Sauvignon Blanc. So, Clarion, make a note. You see it on the store now. You you have a heads up on it. And let's see what's the next thing I want to say. Oh, Prisoner Wines. Uh I've talked about prisoner wines before. You've probably had prisoner wines. These are the ones with the the prisoners. Huh. Makes sense on the labels. They have a whole um, line of prisoners, and some of them are a little bit more expensive than others. But they are releasing the prisoner red blend etched magnums. They're back. They did it before, and they're bringing it back now. And the, well, it says, rev up the rivalry for the Prisoner Rhine Red Blend Etch Magnums. They're now available with happy birthday and congratulations messaging. These aren't just gifts or a statement. Uh, always a conversation starter, the magnum size. And these are magnum size now. This is uh, equivalent to... Uh, Oh, geez, I got a blank. What, four? How big is a magnum? Oh, my gosh, that's horrible of me. I should know that. I don't right now. But big bottles, magnum size, uh, two 750s. Jesus, they're two. 
but you can have it uh, etched uh, any way you want it to, so-and-so or whatever. Um, it's The red blend is a blend of Zinfandel with Cabernet Sauvignon, Petit Syrah, Syrah, and Charbonneau. So a good blend. I've had that blend from them, and it is an excellent blend. So if you're looking for a unique gift, get a hold of Prisoner Wine Company. Dot com and that's the thing the prisoner wine company dot com the whole the whole thing there okay and let's see what else we've got here uh, is this some oh yeah there we go I saw this and this was pretty cool it's a brief history of Melbeck Melbeck's a good grape it's uh, it's blended a lot. You can find it. It's uh, out of Argentina a lot. But this little thing here, I, well, I found this actually on Pinterest. Was it? Yes. Found this on Pinterest. And uh, this is good. Let me just go down and tell you about this. And beast, brief history of Malbec, M-A-L-B-E-C, Malbec. The oldest historical reference of the word Melbeck came from a Hungarian nursery owner named Melbeck, M-A-L-B-E-K, who was the first person to plant the Vitus vinifera, which produces this grape. He planted it in the southwest of France and then spread it throughout France. The, un, the Hungarian surname became M-A-L in space B-E-C, meaning in French, bad mouth, making reference to the disagreeable flavor displayed at that moment by this grape in France. In the Coors region, the grape was called uh, Arexios Cout in the Loire Valley, in Australia, Portugal Malbec, and in Portugal, Tinta Amaroja. Among its 400 synonyms, including Malbec, Malbec with a K, uh, Malbec with a B-E-C-K, and Presac. So it's been around for a long time. It's got quite a quite a history and quite a lot of names it goes by. In 50 B.C., Rome. It is mentioned in the works of Horace and Virgil. Wow. In year 150 France, it arrived in Corps from Italy. In 1309 France, Corps hit record sales of 850,000 hectoliters. In 1152 Great Britain, Eleanor of Aquitaine brought Wines from Coors to the British Islands. 1650 to 1700, in France, the infrastructure works favored the production and sales. The wine arrived in the north of Europe, USA, and Russia. Seven, in USA in 1700s. Well, that had to be late 1700s. 1800 France. Coors wine declined. Bordeaux blocked the way to Great Britain 
produces look varieties adapting better to the soil. In 1841, D.F. Sermonto's initiative, the first Quanta Normal of Santiago, was founded, operating as an experimental station for new varieties from Europe. 1840 to 1850 in South America, the first Melbeck vines started to grow at the Quanta Normal Agriculture Schools in Santiago de Chile and Mendoza. René Lefevre, Claudia Gay, and Ami Poget, or Poget, 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 arrived in Chile, generating great changes. In 1853, Argentina, following the Quantanormal model of Chile, Sarmiento founded the agricultural farm directed by Puget, who bought from Chile plants and seeds of different varieties, among them Melbeck. 1858, Argentina, only five years later, the Quantanormal of Mendoza was closed due to budgetary problems. Nonetheless, Puget tried to continue the project. In 1877, France, phylloxera plagued, and the phylloxera plague affected the vineyards and cores, leading Melbeck to its decline, making its 40,000 hectares disappear. Just wiped out the Melbeck. 1863, oh, we jumped back a little bit here. Melbeck adapted quickly to the different terrors of Argentina's rugged landscape and started to give wines of higher quality than in its native soil. Then in 1877, Melbeck was destroyed in France because of phylloxera. 1900. Argentina, most of Mendoza's vineyards were made of the so-called French grape, known today as Melbeck. 1956, Argentina. Argentina became the only country with original grapevines of French Melbeck. France suffered again a new setback, a devastating frost exterminating almost entirely Melbeck vineyards. I didn't know that. Hmm. In 1962, the census on vineyards reported the census on vineyards reported 58,600 hectares cultivated with Melbeck in Argentina out of 259,800 in the whole country. 1970 to 1990, Argentina. There was a great reduction of vineyards in general, particularly of Melbeck. In 1977, Argentina, a higher quality Melbeck was made in dark barrels, giving birth to a star. This caused great stir and surprise all over the world. 1990 to 2009, Argentina. The Argentine viticulture started its recovery. Along with Melbeck as its star grape, 
the area cultivated with the variety went from 10,500 hectares in 1990 to 16,350 in 2000, 26,900 in 2008, and 28,500 in 2009. This period experienced a growth of 173% of the Malbec. 1990 to 2010, Argentina. Paradigm changes. The production was no longer intended exclusively for the domestic market. Argentina started its export process in considerable volumes, making Malbec be considered again worldwide. Malbec position was consolidated as Argentina's signature grape variety for its red wines, leading the national exports, which began in 2000, a progressive and unprecedented development. In 2010, this grape experienced a significant growth in the United States, with a consumption registering a record boost of 60% in 12 months. Americans fell in love with the Argentine Malbec for its special features, vigorous fruity flavors combined with a soft texture on the palate. A little quick history of Malbec there. I like Malbec. I always tell people if they are looking for a good Malbec, go there and pick up an Argentinian Malbec. They still make, I think, in my opinion, the best. Melbeck around. Uh, they do an excellent job of it. They have, well, history on their side. That helps a lot. Although I've tasted some Melbecks that from California that were pretty good. I had some from Virginia or West Virginia. I can't remember. I think it was Virginia. I had some from Virginia that were pretty decent too. But overall, continuous quality, Argentina. Good grape. It's a different than cab, different than most others. You can tell the distinct difference in the in the grape itself. So, Melbeck, a little history there. Uh, I had something else that was along this line, only with a different grape. And I lost it, I guess. I don't, can't find it. All right. When you see things about wine, check out Pinterest. Pinterest has a lot of stuff about wine, posters and stories and all sorts of stuff. That's basically why I stay with Pinterest because it does have a lot of interesting things there. Okay. Uh, let me get out of this and... Go to this. Uh, is that the one I want? Yeah. Uh, snowboarding through the vineyards. Napa winemakers embrace the snow. They've gotten some big snows there in the vineyards, bigger than they've ever had in lower climates because the cold snap went through. But grapevines are pretty hardy. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon grapevine can survive freezing temperatures down 29 degrees for like six hours. 
when it snows, it doesn't get real cold, though, on the ground. It pretty much blankets it and saves the grapevine, so they don't have anything to worry about. So they're not real concerned about what's happening with the grapevines there. Uh, and they will survive. They will do good. It's just pretty. Look up snow in Napa Vineyards. It's really pretty neat. And snow in some of the other ones up in the elevation is pretty deep. Amazing amount of snow that they got there. Uh, I saw somewhere where up in the mountains, a ski resort got nine feet of snow over, uh, what was it, a week or something. They had to close down ski resorts because it was too much snow. They couldn't navigate. They couldn't get in and out. The lifts weren't working and stuff. So a lot of snow. But the grapevines will survive, and they are embracing this because there's so much drought that has been hitting them that uh, they think this is fantastic that they're getting all the snow. New Zealand winemakers. I don't know if you watched or not, but New Zealand got pounded with a cyclone. Uh, it hit the east coast of the North Island on February the 12th. It killed 11 people and displaced like thousands. It uh, Hawke's Bay and Gisborne uh, New Zealand's second and third largest wine-producing regions were ravaged, it says, by floodwaters and torrents of silt. Was the flood that can survive, but the torrents of silt was horrible. Uh, they show some pictures I'm, I'm actually looking at where... Now, you got to realize, this is New Zealand. This is South Hemisphere, and so therefore, these grapevines are flourishing. They're all over. They're big, they're beautiful, they got grapes and all sorts of stuff, and so this is really going to affect them. Uh, but it's one picture, it's got silt all up and down on the trellises and fences and all over, and it's just, it's horrible. Compounding the impact was the timing of the storm, and it struck right at the cusp, they say, of the 2023 vintage. So it's hurting, it's a, it's a bad time for it to, to hit it. Uh, the cyclone itself hit historic proportions. It mid-February came through. Uh, no, don't do this to me. Breaking news. I don't want breaking news. I got the news I want. A uh, typical cyclone is described as a rapid rotating storm originating over tropical oceans from where it draws energy to develop. And, you know, it's like a hurricane. Cyclones, hurricanes, same thing. When you get over there in that part of the world, they call them cyclones. We call them hurricanes. Uh, some places call them typhoons. They're all the same thing. Uh, New Zealand is no stranger to cyclones. They've gotten them before. But this one was really devastating because of the flooding and the uh, the winds. Um the areas that were flooded were surrounded by rivers and everything overflowed its banks. This is in Hawke's Bay. Uh, the vineyards were all flooded, and the worst thing about it was the silt. And a lot of the vineyards were covered in silt from all the rains. Uh, it's just silt, thick sludge that ran through everything. 
and it's they said some of the silt was up to the top of the post in the vineyards. Oh my gosh, horrible! Uh, so they are. Oh, what's this? The cleanup afterwards, they said, is not going well. More rain was on the way afterwards. Uh, it's an effort to get everything cleaned up. They're saying that they're calling the feat of cleaning up the great bottle wash because they have around 12,000 bottles that were already dug out of the thick silt and cleaned by volunteers. And, you know, that's Peruta Vineyard. Craigie Range is another one that is facing these problems. So there's a lot of continuous cleanup and stuff. They said if you want to donate, uh, the Red Cross is accepting donations toward the Disaster Relief Fund. And you can also go to give a page that has been set up by the owners of Petane Wines and that will go directly to the areas there. That was again from uh, the 12th of uh, 12th of February when the cyclone hit the east coast there. And then the storm they showed Oh, those are pretty pictures. I hadn't seen these. These are pictures of the snow on the California vineyards. Oh, very pretty pictures. Yeah, look that up. It's really some nice pictures of how the snow settled on the vineyards in California. There you there. Well, I knocked down some trees, though. Gee, branches. Those trees aren't used to having all that snow on them. and snapped a lot of branches. Oh, that was interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, is this? No. Let me go to my next one. And that, oh, okay. This Castle Ridge Winery. Uh, I haven't talked about wineries in a while. And what they're doing, Tassel Ridge Winery is located in Iowa. And they uh, have uh, a uh, pretty nice website. You go to tassel, info at tasselridge.com and you can sign up for their e-letter. They don't flood you with it either. It comes out, I don't know, a couple, maybe three times a month, and that's it. But they were part of the Texas International Wine Competition, and they won double gold for their Iowa Candle Glow, white and red, and their white and blue. Um, both of them won double gold. And the Blackberry Wine won a silver, and Iowa White, or Petite Pearl, and Iowa Sweet and Snazzy both won bronze in the competition. So congratulations to them for their uh, let's see, wine of the week. Quiz. A wine that is described as hot means what? A, it has lots of pepper-like spice. B, it was served warm at a high temperature. C, it has a high alcohol content. 
or D, you think it will be very popular. <laughs> uh, and they are, I think, Okay, seated tastings by reservations only at Tassel Ridge. You got to call and get a appointment for your seating. It's fifteen to twenty-five, depending on what you're tasting. The tasting bar is not open. You got to wear a mask in the winery. Uh, actually, they're saying it's optional now, uh, which is really difficult if you're doing a seated tasting. They usually serve with cheese and breads and stuff, so it's 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 a good tasting, and so. Uh, keep keep that in mind. If you are in that part, they also uh, well they've had some cold weather, but they're recovering from it uh, quite well. It is they can ship directly to you in Iowa, Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Minnesota, Missouri, Texas, and Austin, D.C. So uh, they're located at. 1681 220 to 220th Street in Lighton, Iowa, L E I G H T O N, Lighton, Iowa. And they're open seven days a week, year round. And the answer to your trivia question is C. A hot wine means it has a high alcohol content. Um, that's whenever you refer to a hot wine that is. And you can look, and you can usually taste the alcohol. It doesn't have to be real high sometimes to taste the alcohol. Um, it's just not balanced with other stuff. And if it's not balanced and the alcohol starts becoming too overbearing, then you can refer to it as a hot wine. Okay. And let's go with that. Uh Oh, Whispering Oaks. Here we go. Another winery we haven't talked about in a while. Let's talk about them. Steak night reservations are available. They uh, awarded Best Steak House this week. They are offering choice of grilled beef medallions or surf and turf beef medallions and grilled shrimp or 12-ounce ribeye or fresh fish or chicken. And it's served with a large baked potato, fresh veggies, ranch-style baked beans, plated salad or soup, and fresh baked bread. $32 per person does not include tax, our gratuity, or alcohol. Reservations are required. They do this just about every week, I think. Live music all weekend. And it's beautiful weather down here in Florida right now. Beautiful. So um, if you're heading down here or if you're down here now on vacation, listen to us. Uh, Friday, they have music from 6 to 9, Saturday 1 to 4, and 6 to 9, and Sunday 1 to 4. Uh, different musicians, different artists, and uh, nice place, beautiful place. They have uh, goats and um, big pavilion for weddings and parties and uh, company barbecues and stuff like that. So it's uh, are located in Oxford. That's 10934 County Road 475 in Oxford, Florida. 
which is just about due east of Orlando. West, due west of Orlando. Due east of Orlando is Daytona. Um, due west of Orlando. So if you are visiting us in the Sunshine State, then check them out this week. They're closed on Mondays. Rest of the time they're open. All right. And let's see. I had something else highlighted here that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, this, I believe, was one. Uh, no. I'm sorry, I have to look up this. Hmm. Nope, I guess that wasn't it. No. South Australia's $2 billion wine industry is getting a little concerned. They're looking at doing some changes over phylloxera and the rules of phylloxera. Uh, they're calling it the um, government supposed bringing the phylloxera act and other pieces of legislation into one overarching biosecurity act, which they say imposes an unacceptable risk to South Florida's, or South Florida, South Australia's 18 wine regions. Uh, the they said the the government is just going crazy and not really understanding what's going on in that part and what flocks will do. It says in the, uh, the South Australian wine industry is already reeling from near total loss of the China market once worth $1.2 billion to Australia. And this has created an oversupply of red wine grapes. The uh, spokesman says for 165 years, successful governments have been working with great growers and winemakers to promote and protect South Australia's wine sector. Now, it seems like they're not. Uh, it says the Minister for Primary Industries and Regional Development uh, is continuing with discussions about the Liberals' proposal, which would be disastrous if it were implemented. If Phylloxera made it to South America, uh, South Australia, then it would make the current China trade tariff crisis look like a hiccup. So a little concerned down there with what's going on. Uh, the reason they've lost their China sales is tariffs. And it's something that's going on all around the world with tariffs and stuff like that. But when you have one industry that relies so much on a certain venue or a certain area of sales and they lose it, it could and will be devastating. And that's what has happened to Australia. Uh, they're saying that the new law here is, uh, let's see, I just saw it. Uh, 
Well, the wine sector says that the new law can cost as much as $8 billion a year in tourism and, and extra costs. So it's something that they are really quite concerned about and looking at down in Australia right now, South Australia. Uh, they said they think the Phylloxera and Grape Industry Act has served it well so far, so don't mess with it, don't change it because it is, it's been working well and you don't need to put it into a consolidated bill called the biosecurity. So there you go. That's from Australia's Wine Business Magazine. And I had another one from Australia's Wine Business Magazine, too, that was interesting. Oh, this is something else. There. Wildfires in Chile. Uh, January 2023 had some serious wildfires. Again, that's another country that is south of the border or south of the equator. So they're in their harvest season, getting closer to the harvest season now. But they had some wildfires in late January, and it was rather devastating. More than 26 people died, and excess of 1,500 homes and nearly 900,000 acres of forest has been de has been destroyed and they continue to burn as of this date um this was updated February the 14th so a couple of weeks later and they're looking at exceedingly hot weather ahead with winds which could blow it all over the place uh chilly experienced fires in 2017 and this they're saying could rival that devastating fires there uh, they expect it to extend past 2023 and even more so devastating years to come because of the climate change it's so dry down there california has been lucky that they have been able to get some rain uh, since or since December, but Chile has missed out on any of the rains, and it is just devastatingly hot and dry, and it's uh, burning a lot of areas. Uh, the uh, statistics for Chilean winemaking as a result of the 2023 wildfires, more than 400 hectares of vines have been destroyed including some planted in 1798 that's probably some mailbacks there for 2023's harvest which starts in late february will almost certainly contain grapes affected by smoke from the fire now, we've talked about smoke taint in the past and this is definitely going to be an effect of it the fact that wildfires have consumed vineyards as far south as the Aracunia region, home to the Maleco Valley, means that great growers are running out of places to plant that won't be affected by rising temperatures and drought conditions. A bad sign in Chile. It's uh, I have people I know down there. We used to sell some Chilean wines at the winery, and it's horrible because they make such great wines and. So it's it's horrible to see stuff like that happening. So that's uh, 
No, that's that's too bad. Okay, let's see. Is this what I wanted to look at here? No, this is not. Uh, is this what I want to look at here? Yes. Uh, I think I made myself notes on these, and this is the one that I made myself notes on, but nothing matches here. It must not be. Uh, small produce, producers are contributing to Hawks Bay recovery. This is the note I just saw here. Um, trying to help Hawks Bay out in the region down there. Everybody knows 50 Cent. 50 Cent sees a rapper, Curtis Jackson, known as 50 Cent, or 50 Cent. Um, he has a wine. <clears throat> Excuse me. He has a wine, and it's sold at auction. It's a champagne, and it's sold at auction in Houston for $125,000. What? No, $125,000. Uh, it says, Texas resident Jackson has become something of a regular at the event. Uh, did he buy it or sell it? Sells it. No, my mistake. He bought it for $125,000 and then he sold it for $325,000. There you go. Oh my gosh. Well, let me see. Rapper Curtis Jackson, better known as 50 Cent. Enjoyed great success at this year's rodeo uncorked in Houston with a bottle of his own, from his own La Chemin de Rue, a Roy champagne brand, selling at auction for an unprecedented $325,000. He's become something of a regular at the event, spending $125,000 on a single bottle of 2017 high metal winery boom red at last year's auction. But this year, the I Get Money singer outdid himself successfully bidding $165,000 on a 2020 Bernhardt Winery Antiquity Chardonnay Reserve Danube Plain. Oh my gosh, they can't fit all that on the bottle. From Houston Hill Winery, which won the Best of Show Reserve Champagne title. After securing the prize bottle, he wrote on Instagram, you think you know money until you make it to the rodeo in Houston. I bought the lot two reserve champion for 165. You need a real bag to play over here. The rap talk, I guess, a real bag to play. The winning wine was then put up for auction with the successful bidders from J. Allen Kent Development forking out 325,000 U.S. for a for a bottle that might normally sell for around 150 dollars. Proceeds go towards supporting Texas youth programs. Good cause, good cause, you know. But oh my gosh, a lot of money changing hand there. And I suppose if you're going to donate to charities, that's a good way to do it. You can. You know, however it does, I never donate that much money. 
So I would never know how it's how it plays out. Dealcoholized wine and spirits and beer. It says younger generations are driving the gains for this, are doing the pushing this forward and you know I well they got numbers here and there's another article on de-alcohol or de-alcoholized wine and spirits that I want to go over with you but it is getting close to the end before I do it though let me see is this the one I wanted a couple uh Michigan's wine industry is adapting to the warmer temperatures. They're planting more warm temperature grapes. Uh, Spain is reviving some ancient varieties, seeing that they are more climate resistant. Interesting there, because it's not what you would expect them to to be ancient vines and not to be climate. Wine terror in the human touch. Here's something that was an interesting article asking the question, is terror really the end all or is it what people do with the grapes once they get into the vineyard? I'll, uh, I'm not going to go through the whole article on you because it is a long article, but I will brief you on it in a couple of weeks. We have a guest next week, so I'm not going to be able to do this for you next week. But the following week, I will be able to brief you on it. And let's see, one other thing here. Uh, Oops, wrong one. Uh, snowboarding through the vineyards in Napa. Uh, what is that? Oh, here's the last one I want to do. It's New Zealand here is talking about uh, New Zealand. Uh, I just saw this one, New Zealand here, and trying to salvage in the aftermath of the cyclone. And uh, this is this is dated Monday of this week and it said that they are trying to salvage after the cyclone and uh, trying to put things together and trying to get everything cleaned up and all that and a lot of the wineries are going to have a fraction of their normal harvest because of the cyclone going through when it did. So that's really sad. Last one here, Florida lawmakers are looking at being a little bit more liberal on wine containers. They're saying, let's let the people buy very large bottles. How that will work, who knows? But it might be fun if they do let it, because we are restricted here in Florida on the size of bottles. So uh, it's an environmental bill by uh, LaMarca, who is Senator 
let me find who. Oh well. Uh, Florida State Representative Chip Lamarca is trying to have Florida accept bigger models. We are restricted here now. So we'll see how that plays out and what happens there. So, uh, okay, well, here, this is a short article, and it's 8 o'clock. I'll go a couple minutes over, but let me let me read this one to you. Spring breakers in Florida could get access to more bulk booze options if a state lawmaker can win a years-long fight to liberate the libation's size restrictions. Quote, in the state of Florida, you are prohibited from purchasing, not owning and drinking, any wine in a bottle larger than one gallon. Florida State Representative Chip Lamarca said, we should just repeal this bad law and allow people to buy very large bottles of wine. In Florida, selling wine in a container larger than one gallon, except in reusable wine kegs, or for manufacturer to distributor shipping, is a misdemeanor. A second offense is a felony which can carry a penalty of up to 60 days in jail. What are you in for? I sold wine that was bigger than a gallon. Lamarca, a Republican, has been trying to push the individual wine containers bill through the Florida legislature for five years. The bill is before the Florida House Regulatory Reform and Economic Development Subcommittee. Large wine bottles are often given biblical names such as Jeroboam, Salamanzer, and Nebuchadnezzar. These Large containers hold the equivalent of 4, 12, and 20 normal 750 bottles of, of wine, respectively. So a 3-liter double magnum or Jeroboam is the biggest you can buy in the state of Florida. Lamarca said, you cannot buy Nebuchadnezzar or a Salamander, which is a case to a case and a half in a single bottle. Though bottles containing more than one gallon of wine are usually rare and expensive, this bill would enable wine boxes to increase in size as well. They're kind of novelty bottles. Thinking, think weddings, bar mitzvahs, and large get-togethers, the market told Fox News. It's about freedom to be able to purchase a legal substance in a larger container. Purchasing wine in large containers as opposed to small individual containers also reduces waste. I think it's an environmental bill as well. We're saving 12 individual bottles by buying one large bottle. The state of Florida is all about freedom these days. We shouldn't have a prohibition in something so ridiculous. So, there you go. That would be interesting if he approved that. What would happen, I'll tell you, is that liquor stores and stuff like that would get a few of them in and put them up on the shelf, and they would end up sitting there. But they would have them available. So, yeah. I've never gone into a place and wanted or thought about, God, if only I could get three gallons of this particular <laughs> wine. 
I, I, maybe I don't drink it enough or, or often enough, but you know, like you said, the parties and, and you know, that kind of thing where they do celebrate yeah. using wine weddings. Yeah. Uh, definitely could see a could use for that. And, you know, uh, yeah, I, I could see that, but uh, I just, for the average, you know, day-to-day person, I, I don't know. That's an awful lot. That's um, an awful lot. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the, those big yeah. ones, they, there's a special, uh, a holder form that you put them in, you put the bottles in it and you can tip it forward and pour. And you usually don't pour into a glass. You usually pour into a decanter or, or something else, then pour into the glass because they're so big. You just, mm-hmm. it's sort of, sort of like rocks forward and, and you, you yeah. fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're big. They're big bottles are, they're heavy too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean a whole case of wine, about 37 pounds. So, wow. you know, trying to hold one of those bottles, although you don't have all the glass, but, you know, you're still looking mm-hmm. at 33, 34 pounds, min, uh, you know, mm-hmm. minimum on that and trying to pour out into a wine glass. That's a little dangerous. So, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Probably into a, a, a one of those beverage bowls or, or what are these? What do they like make punch out of? Uh, punch bowls oh, or something? They yeah, put, punch bowls. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Pour it to put that it and then scoop it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that yeah. upset some people? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, so next week you said we have a guest on, which would be uh, March yeah. the ninth. March the ninth. Oh, what, mm. this is Sunday's uh, military day, March fourth. Mm. Uh, standard standard military March fourth. Uh, we have Jen. Oops, wrong page. But it's still Jen. Oh, here's something else I was going to tell you. Uh, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Cogan is going to be on next week. Check our page. I'll send Mike information. He'll get it posted. Uh, here we go. This Today is the second. Today is International Cat Rescue Day. So go out and rescue a cat. And Ooh. it's not too late. Tomorrow, Canadian Bacon Day. Uh, you know, if you like cats, you can rescue them. You can rescue yeah. them anytime. But we're you just saying today, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely like, right. You don't have like, to just do oh, it. On, oh, sorry. Today's not the day. Yeah, rescue day. Yeah, you can do it anytime. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there need to be rescued, too, so you can do it anytime. Yeah. It's like, and it's then like tomorrow- uh, you were talking about Riesling. Um, what was it? When is the uh, – I just wrote it, I wrote it down. 13th. The uh, Riesling Day. Yeah, the, there you go. March 13th, International Riesling Day. You don't have to wait. I mean, just no. You, no. go for it now. It's, it's not you like, a, you know, that's the day. Yeah, that's so, the day you drink racing, and that's the only day you drink. No, you can do it any time. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, Mike. It's good that they have a day of recognition. but uh, you know, And that's you know, not the only drinking day. It's recognition day. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Tomorrow is Canadian Bacon Day, and Ooh. probably one of the best things out of Canada is Canadian bacon. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I like Canadian bacon. It's just almost like ham, though. They call it bacon. It's almost like ham. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. This little thing I'm looking at here, which is sort of cute, it says, 
Sunday is Cinco de Marcho Day. So mm. you can okay. have, your, have yourself some some wine there. Monday, National Frozen Food Day. Tuesday, Alexander Graham Bell Day. Wednesday is Registered Dietitian and Nutritionist Day. So the next Thursday, National Crab Meat Day. So things to drink to. I like wow. to put a toast to nutritionist and dietitians. And okay. oh, the twelfth coming up. Oh, I do want to address this. I'm glad I saw this. Okay. If you all listened to Mike's show last Friday, Mike has a problem with daylight saving time and <laughs> and standard time. So that's the show, folks. You all have a good evening. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, we need to address this. this you know, Daylight saving time starts a week from this coming Sunday, and it will be around for until the first week in November. So that's daylight saving time. The rest of the year, which is about four or five months, is standard time. Now, so right now we're in standard time. Right now we're in standard time. Okay. See, I had no no idea. Yeah, okay. I know. You, you, you've battled with this before. I, I know. Oh, yeah. I I chuckled when you were. I was listening to you when you said that. And I I chuckled. Um, but <laughs> Congress last year passed year-round daylight saving time. And mm-hmm. but but oh. oh the House did not. Also, they farted around and didn't get it passed, and it died before the session ended. So, therefore, we are still not going to switch to year-round uh, year-round daylight saving time. We're still going to have to spring forward next Sunday, really, really, and then fall back in the fall unless they pass it this year again. But the way those things work in government, once a bill dies, you've got to start all over again and reintroduce and do everything yeah. else to get it through again on the next session. So and this, could, this could go on for, and this this you know back and forth thing could go on for another fifty to a hundred years. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Judging Absolutely by right. judging by the age of some of the people in in Congress and in the House, that they have been there for that long a time, so that they know. <laughs> That's without question. <laughs> we'll handle this uh, 50 years from now, and I'll still be in office. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. And you better vote for me around. No, it's too dark in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's what happened. The, Senate, the Congress passed it, and uh, the Senate, rather, passed it, and the House did not. And so... We're not well, national. Hawaii and Arizona never do it anyway, so they would have been exempt. Exactly. From the law. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Why can't uh, Why can't we We can join them? Um, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, it's, too late now. Um, it's the Sunshine State. They want to want to keep it sunshine yeah. as much as they can. So. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you so, brought that up. But I was there was go. confused about it, and now I think yes, uh, I wrote a note here. So, um, 
my we're on uh, standard yeah, time, and then good. come a week from Sunday, we go to daylight saving time. Yeah. Okay, a week from perfect. Everybody's at two o'clock in the morning and set it back to one o'clock on Sunday morning. And no, we spring forward. We, we spring forward. Oh, ahead. that's right. Two o'clock. Yeah, we, we lose an hour. Three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, we lose an hour. Um, yeah. It's, that I do know. That I do know. Spring forward, fall back. That I've got that straightened out. I just don't know when and what you know what time what frame we are in. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I just, I think I called it uh, Eastern Standard Daylight Time. Was close That's enough. Well, so, exactly, you so, called it, yes. <laughs> yep, yep. And I was wrong 50% of it, so. Yes. <laughs> but you were right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's good yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was right. That's right. Um, well, so we will be, uh, we'll be back we'll next be back uh, with, Thursday. We'll be back for next week. The ninth? Yeah. Uh, Jessica. Oh, Jessica. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jessica next week. Yeah. Well, you guys are Jessica. Sorry, Jessica, if you're, you know, this happened to be. If you're listening, listening sorry, I'm, I'm destroying yeah. your name. Yeah. We'll get it right next Thursday. Uh, all yes, right. Sir. Have a good weekend. A good week. Be safe, everybody. And uh, enjoy wine. You don't have to wait, uh, you know, for Riesling Day. Just go ahead or and enjoy it now if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine Wine. with your host, Juan. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Yeah, so online we're at 8.12, and it's 8.14. Wow. So, the I don't know. The video hasn't played yet online, but uh, otherwise they'll get cut off. So, I don't know what to do for this two minutes. Oh, that's, that's strange. It is. I'll, have to, I'll uh, ask Cap. Cap is a pretty good listener to the show. And right. I'll, I'll ask him if he listens to the end and if yeah. if it's being delayed or what's going on with it. Well, I can, uh, once once the video stops, I can go to Facebook or we can go to Facebook and, and use the, you know, the player there to play through it and just jump up to the end and see what happens. But I'm pretty sure if I... Yeah. If I cut it off now, it stops because there's it goes blank on my end. So hmm. anyway, yeah, so we strange. Have to wait until it does uh, go through that. Then I don't know. It never had to. I don't understand why all of a sudden I got to change the timing on it. Maybe I mean maybe it's a timing issue. There's uh, there's something. Be, yeah. uh, it's still 2013. Used to uh, end just about exactly when we ended. I mean, it's yeah. Finish it, you'd turn them yeah. off, and we'd talk, and that yeah, would be it. it. And, uh, none of this two, three minute uh, delay. Oh, well, that one time it was seven, seven or yeah. eight minutes, and I was sitting there. Yeah. I cut it way short, but uh, there it goes. Now, the wait a minute, that's 
That's not even the video. Oh, there's the the exit. Okay. It was playing the oh, countdown time. Yeah, now it's going through. Uh, Jeez. Okay. Yeah, terrible. So I'll have to get the timing. Maybe I think it's a delay timing keyframe. You can control that? Yes, I can control yeah. the the keyframes uh, have to be a certain space. Uh, the bit rate has to be certain, you know, um, speed, I guess you could say. But, uh, yeah, there's – but not – it's not nowhere near – oh, there it goes. Now we're off. <laughs> now I can't find out how to log out. <laughs> it finished. It finished. And it end. Okay, now it's off. <laughs> Oh, I got boy. lost. I was looking at the wrong screen. All right. So that was um, almost almost four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. Oh, we're still uh, on uh, Flatline. Okay. Thanks, Flatline. Oh. Uh, have a good day. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to hit yeah. that button too. Oh, this is rough. Okay. Okay. Well, we normally do this in the green room. I guess we're still on Blog Talk Radio. Um, yeah. Oh well. Okay. Yep, radio we'll see, uh, get, gets to hear us this time. We always, you know, Facebook and yeah. YouTube hears yeah. us at the beginning, and then so yeah. Blog Talk Radio hears us now. Yeah, right. Well, so, so we'll I'll talk to you uh, next week and uh, any information. See you next know, week, and, and I'll we'll, send you information yeah. about Jessica, and uh, okay. we'll get her posted yeah. up okay. there. And okay. uh, have yourself a good okay. week, good weekend, and uh, again, uh, I'll. Trying to listen to you tomorrow night. <laughs> okay, I'll be on. All right, All right thank you. Have a good thank one. you. Thank you. You too. See you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.